0: Before we even kick off the podcast, I just want to remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. Hi, I'm Coach Tony Schiffman, and welcome to the Hog Football Podcast, where we talk all things football and all things offensive line. Today, I have got Coach A.J. Woolley with me. Coach Woolley is entering his first season as Pace University Offensive Line Coach. Uh, Previously, he was the Offensive Line GA at San Houston State, working under Offensive Line Coach Darnell Stapleton and Offensive Coordinator Ryan Carty. Before that, he was a tight end coach at UT Permian uh, Basin and coached the Offensive Line at Pittsburgh High School in East Texas. AJ is a graduate of LSU where he worked with the LSU football program in the Offensive Line and a high school graduate of Austin Westlake High School in Austin, Texas. Uh, Coach Woolley, pleasure
1: to have you. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, man.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, first question I got to ask is, is you know, you've been a part of some really great teams, um, obviously with with Sam Houston State and and LSU. Talk to me about how the offensive line played a, a part in the success
1: of those teams. Um, you know, I mean the 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 old cliche is the offensive line. You know, everything starts there. Everything everything starts up front. And I think that's really uh, evident when you're at a, at a place like Sam Houston or LSU or even when we were playing well at Permian Base or anywhere mm-hmm. I've been, right, that, that it all starts up front. Right? you got to be able to protect the quarterback. you got to be able to run the ball. Um, and I think the culture of the program is kind of it's, – it's really kept and taken care of by the offensive line at places like that where you have a good culture, you have a culture of toughness and a culture of working hard, that it's kind of led by the guys up front holding each other accountable and then holding, you know, the rest of the program accountable and kind of setting the standard.
0: Yeah. That's a great accountability is such a, I think it's a, it's a word that sometimes gets thrown around a little bit too much, but I I still think it's a really powerful word that, that the people that throw it around a lot sometimes don't understand what it actually is. Um, And, and when you really understand what accountability is, those are the teams, like you said, that really have, you know, a strong bond, a strong team, and a strong presence kind of everywhere. That that coaches don't really have to worry about it because they have that built-in accountability. So that's that's awesome.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. You know, yeah. the the player-run team is significantly better, in my opinion, right. and more effective than you know the coach-run team.
0: Right. Oh, one hundred percent.
1: When, when your seniors, when your leaders, are the guys that are keeping everyone in line and setting the example and showing how it's supposed to be done. You know, like, like we had at Permian Basin, those, those, those guys that have been in the program from the time it started to the guy that, that, that had just graduated and were upperclassmen when I was there. You know, those guys set the example, and it's, it's a great culture
0: uh, right. to have. Right, absolutely, 100%. Um, you know, the first thing I got to ask you is, is the one that kind of jumps out of your, uh, on, your um, on your bio is your time at LSU, uh, you know, working with the football program and, and helping with the offensive line. Talk to me kind of a little bit just about how that came to be and and just sort of some somewhat, you know, some of what you what you did and and maybe your not necessarily responsibilities, but just what you did, you know, during your time with with the the LSU program.
1: Right. So, yeah, you know, I went to LSU with the idea that I wanted to be a coach and that I I went to LSU for the purpose of working with the program at some point and, you know, gaining that experience and being around a really high level football program. Uh, my freshman year, uh, buddy of mine worked as an equipment guy with the program and was able to get me in as a volunteer equipment mm-hmm. manager. Um, I did that for a few years as a volunteer, uh, fall and spring, you know, and then uh, eventually got onto scholarship and got into a full scholarship my last year there. Oh wow! Uh, doing doing equipment stuff, you know, specifically associated with the offensive line, though, you know, setting up meeting rooms. Mm-hmm. You know, setting up drills um, during the camp or during the summer camps, you know, we'd have a little more I'd have a little more responsibility and get to run drills because, you know, a place like LSU, you have a summer camp and there's freaking 600 kids. there. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Coach Studd and uh, Coach Cragthorpe, who was our offensive line GA when I was there and myself and a couple other high school coaches got to run drills during the summer camps and stuff like that. But it was a great experience. Um, you know, being around a, a program that is very successful and, right. you know, getting to work, you know, under Coach Miles and Coach Stud and guys like that.
0: Right. I mean, that's, it's almost, I mean, you could, just the learning you, you made just by being around everybody, I'm sure it's just, you know, that's like, that's like a, a master's degree education, you know, it's just, just <laughs> being a part of, of all those things. That's That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just being in the building every day, seeing how, Seeing how you know guys at that level go about working and right. you know game, you know everyday preparation and you know work. I, I worked during the summers, and you know seeing seeing those guys how they worked even in June and July, um and it was good. And, and the thing I really respect the most about Coach Miles and the way he ran the whole program was it wasn't a we're here from 4 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day because we have to be right because we're because we're gonna be right, especially in the summer. It was come in when you need to do your work when you need to, but the coaches also got plenty of time off. They were home to see their families. You know, there there was a, a higher level of value placed on that than, you know, some some coaches, especially, you know, guys at that level in the in the SEC, that right. I really, really was impressed at how he managed that within the whole program.
0: Right. And and that's such a again, that's such an awesome thing. Like I think you get kind of coaches that you get that split down the middle argument of guys who are going to say, let's be family men, let's get home. And then you've got that other half that's going to say, let's, and I hate this term, let's grind from, you know, 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day because that's the only way to do it. And you get that. There is no, there's no real middle ground there. You know, you kind of get one side or the other, one extreme or the other. So,
1: uh, Right. And I think, I think the, the grind quote unquote time has its time in place obviously, during the season, and, you know, you got to do things you got to do, but the the ability to to take time off when you have the ability to take time off right. and get away when you have the chance to get away, I think is very valuable, like, you right. know, this time of year right now, obviously.
0: Right, yeah, exactly, exactly, that's awesome. Uh, you know, you, you kind of mentioned equipment, did you do, like, so were you just field-specific equipment, or were you helping out in, like, the actual quote-unquote equipment room as well?
1: Uh, both, yeah. Well, okay, yeah, I did that. Field equipment, the whole the whole thing.
0: Right, because I did that. I, I can only imagine. I helped out one summer um, when I was down in grad school at SIU Carbondale, um, and I I helped out in the equipment room, and and I remember it being a a, a pretty large room. But that was SIU Carbondale in like 2006. I can only <laughs> imagine the enormity of the LSU equipment room now. I mean, it had to have been like a, uh, I mean, like 10,000 square feet.
1: Yeah, I, I honestly couldn't give you a number. I'm not sure, but it, it's, a, it's a big operation. <laughs> and, and, and there's guys who get into it, and that's what they want to do, right? right? right. I, I got into it as a way to get into the coaching world. There's guys that make a career out of it, guys that I was students with, guys that were, you know, full staff members when I was there that are still full staff members at LSU or elsewhere, that it's, it's a whole career path at that level. Uh, it's, it's, it's really impressive what those guys do. I was right. just trying to be around football.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, I mean, you get, you get some of us junkies who that's, we love that stuff. Like, I mean, I'm one of those weird guys that, that I, I enjoy handing out equipment and and doing everything. So yeah, we're, we're weird like that sometimes, but it's all good.
1: No doubt. No doubt.
0: So, you know, you went from, from LSU to, to coaching at at, uh, Pittsburgh high school um, in East Texas, and then back to the college level. Uh, Talk a bit about that transition. You know, what was it, was it difficult was it more difficult transitioning to, to from college to high school or, or from high school to college? And, and, and maybe what, uh, what struggles you, you might have had during that transition?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the transition from, 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 you know, graduating college and getting that first high school job, it was really a junior high job for about four months. And then right. Coach Baca promoted me to the high school. But that, that was different just because I'd come from a big 6A program in the Austin area at Westlake High School. And you know, obviously, an SEC program at LSU to a, a 4A high school in East Texas, so it was just a little bit of an adjustment. The, the level of, of kids you have, and the amount of kids, and stuff like that. But I mean, football is football. Uh, I loved it, it's you know, one of, the, one of the best places I've ever been. I had a blast, but that was definitely an interesting transition. Just the you know, you, you have six varsity offensive linemen, you right. know, stuff like that, where you're and they you, all play you
0: know, defense too.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were, we were at that time we were more two platoons. So most of my kids were only O linemen, but like I said, I had six, I was fighting to get a seventh guy kind of thing. So it's a little different. And then, yeah, moving to UT Permian Basin, uh, you know, moving to that college level is hard no matter when or how you do it. I think, you know, there's so many, so many people trying to do it. I I know when, uh, when I was at Permian Basin, our, our head coach, Justin Kerrigan posted a job like a restricted earnings type of job. Um, similar to the one I was in mm-hmm. and he got, I think he got 280 emails in 24 hours. Oh wow, like it's, it's crazy. Right. So, and, and I know my, you know, the position I applied for was similar. Right. So to, to be able to get that job at that level when you're not, you know, super connected to the program already, I didn't, I didn't know anybody out in West Texas really. Um, it's it's you realize how special and lucky you are and you got to make the most of it I think
0: right oh yeah absolutely I mean that's that that's the 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 part about it is is it's a lot of luck um for sure but but then you know when you get it it's kind of what you do when you get that opportunity and kind of holding on to it and you know obviously looking at, at your career path you 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 took that to a you know a great GA spot and now you know you're you're in your first year as a First year with your room, so to speak, you know so exactly. um it, it's 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 awesome that you've you know climbed that path and made that path because it's it's not easy for everybody it's hard work and it it, it takes time and it takes dedication and it takes a little bit like i said of luck and know how and and making sure you know the right people but uh you know taking that path is is never an easy one so um you know kind of switching gears to that how how have things been in your albeit odd transition with everything going on to, to a full-time offensive line coach. You know, what have you, what have you been able to do to get in touch with those guys and get them on the, on the same, on the same page?
1: Right. Yeah. I got to New York six days, maybe less four or five days before the NBA got canceled that Wednesday night and everything kind of shut down within 24 hours. Right. So I got there and had, you know, one day in the office, another morning where we were able to do kind of, you know, t-shirt shorts workouts with the guys. Um, and then that was it. They, they had spring break and then they've been home since. Right. Right. Um, so I got to meet all my returning guys, but for an hour max, not even, um, so we've been doing a lot of zoom meetings, uh, during the spring we were, we were meeting multiple times a week and doing installs and doing stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, just trying to keep touch over the summer. Um, right. But, we, you know, we got most of our offense installed during the spring. You know, as much as you can say, we installed it on Zoom and PowerPoint and huddle. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's good. You know, I, the, 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 the guys I have work hard. It's, it's a good room. I, I, it's a young room. I don't have any seniors this year. I'll have uh, a few juniors, but it's a relatively young room so it, it's it's been good, it's just been different, right? you know only getting to see him for a few days
0: right, yeah, absolutely i mean it's it's not anything different than what everyone else is going through, so it's kind of we're exactly. all in the same boat with that, so that's uh you know that'll yeah. that'll make the the fraternity of coaches even closer than it already is
1: no doubt, no doubt, yeah, that's what I tell the guys no no, no one cares when if you know if and when we get to play this fall, no one's going to feel bad for you because you didn't get to have spring practice because nobody did it, exactly right. right. Exactly. No, no one cares. Right. Uh,
0: you know, last question I've got for you, and, and this can be a, a tough one for some guys, but uh, if you could pick a Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen from guys that you've coached maybe uh, or guys that even you played with in high school or guys that you were just a fan of, uh, you know, watching the game, who would be on that five-man offensive line?
1: Okay. Ooh, all right. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. I would say – uh John Jansen from Michigan oh um,
0: nice that's I've done I've done a I think you're like the I don't know mid-60s of guys I've recorded and that's the first John Jansen mentioned right there and he was so, so I, I grew thug. up in a
1: uh I grew up in a Michigan fan household and I had a John Jansen uh pancake photo on my wall as a kid so. awesome that's awesome <laughs> so yeah John Jansen at tackle I would uh my my buddy Trey Turner, who plays in the NFL, uh just got traded to the uh Chargers this past offseason. I'd have him at guard. Okay. He you know, were at LSU together. Um Center, that's a good one. Um Kevin Mawai, another LSU guy. Okay. I'd have him up there. I'm um, thinking another guard here. Who's the uh the Packer legend? Uh
0: Oh, uh, Jerry Kramer?
1: Kramer? No, not Jerry Kramer. It's a Force Greg, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. I'd have him in there. And then my other tackle, um, I'd have to go Lyle Collins, the guy who was there with me at LSU who uh, has been a good player for the Cowboys. He oh, boy. he's, very, he's very, very impressive to be around every day. He showed up as a freshman and we're like, all right, this, this dude's the real deal.
0: Right. He's got that – he's got a, a video clip online somewhere and it's been circulated like a thousand times um of him pulling on i think an outside zone play and just like running over the the outside backer the safety and the corner on the way to leading the guy for a touch i mean it's just like yeah, a fr- ridiculous freaky, play. Athlete. freaky athlete yeah definitely all right coach well i appreciate you coming on uh before we get you out of here do me a favor and drop your twitter information for everybody and anything else you want these guys to know
1: yeah, you got it. Uh, yeah, just at AJ underscore woolly. That's W O O L L E Y. Uh, that's my Twitter account. Um, excited to be moving up to the Northeast. We moved to our place uh, a few weeks ago permanently and, uh, kind of getting acclimated in the lay of the land. But, uh, yeah, hit, hit me up on Twitter and any coach that wants to talk football or offensive line play specifically, uh, hit me up. I'd love to, uh, love to talk with you and, uh, Appreciate your time, Coach. I'm a big fan of the uh, Hog Football Chat. When I when I first started at Pittsburgh, um, it was a it was a weekly thing. I was single, living in a, living in a living in a coach's house with another uh, young single coach, and every Monday night I had it marked off of my phone to make sure to get on that thing, <laughs> and then Tuesday, in between classes, I would study the transcript and look for more notes. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not joking that I have a notebook or two full of hog football chat, uh, things that I've learned and kind of picked up. Um, and I, I try to get on as much as possible now. Um, but, you know, it, it was a huge, huge help early in my career. So I'm very appreciative of, of everything you uh, and all those guys do. Well, that's
0: that's, all, that's That's pretty cool, man. That's awesome to hear. And, and I appreciate those words. And uh, it, it was really good having you on and talking with you. Uh, you know, best of luck, hopefully, this upcoming season. And uh, looking forward to chatting with you more. Thanks, Coach. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you like and subscribe. And you can find previous episodes on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, or any other podcast platform.